Thank you for listening to Conversation, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I am your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me is my host and one of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Boss. And guys, uh, we have been talking about it for a couple weeks. The all new, all different Marvel is here. Yep. Um, I cringed <laughs> when I saw the bill. Oh, holy cow! This was. God, when you put a picture up on Instagram of all the books that you got, and uh, I had a little jolt when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of books to read this week. Yeah. Holy crap. And I didn't, there was probably a good six or seven that I still didn't get to. Yeah, know? there are some we didn't get to. Um, I bought a total of 15, 16 books God, this last week. Unbelievable. We're only actually going to get to 10 of them. Oh, man. But you know what? It's not like it's a hardship. Most of them were really good, I thought. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the kind of the problem you want to have. I'm like, I have all of these awesome books I have to read. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, so because um, this is big, this is the the new age of Marvel. Um, Plus I, the end of Secret Wars in a few places. I mean, at least a couple of those yeah, books were more uh, Secret Wars books. A couple so. more finishing off uh, there, um, and this like this is different than the um, all new introduction of Marvel. This is different than, you know, previous things they've done. This is straight up kind of their new 52. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Except so, done much better. <laughs> way, way, way better. Yeah. Uh, so to do our best and give um, proper credit, and honestly, to get to 10 books, because, <laughs> you know, at a, on a good day, we get to five. Yeah. Yeah, and we do. three of those really good, two of those kind of quickly. We do like to ramble us some rambles yeah. sometimes. Uh, we have decided we're going to implement a five-minute countdown uh, on each of these books, so we can um, get just so we can get to all of them. Really, I'm really curious as how this works. We've never tried timing segments yeah. on this show, yeah. so and we're not going to look at the timer. We're going to have it catch us by surprise every time it goes off. So we'll um, see. I'll, I'll fully admit, I've actually turned down the thought of timers before. Yeah, it's true. I think, actually, you know what? I think it's popped up on a couple podcasts. It has. It has where we had, uh, Drew true. had the idea of doing uh, Dr. Nick, you yeah, know, hi, everybody, sense. and we would yell, hi, Dr. Nick, and then you'd ignore us. And, and I we're would like, yeah. But you know what? It can be too formulaic, but in this case, I think we're just going to have to do it. Yeah, this yeah. is just so we can get through so many books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, shit, with as many books that are coming in these three months... We, it might be something we're going to do uh, off and on, yeah. but uh, let's do it. Let's let's get into it. Right. Um, side note: uh, Yes, New York Comic Con is happening. Um, Elizabeth has, has gotten some some stuff out there already. Dark Horse has been really cool about sending me press releases. Yeah. I'm like, oh days, man, they, you know, they won't stop. They don't. They don't. But they're you know they're pretty good. They're and interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, big stuff um, that's going to happen. We'll we'll get to either on the site or the next podcast. This is straight up comic books, everybody. So, are you ready, Elizabeth? I am ready. Hit that timer. Start. First book is Doctor Strange number one. Uh, hands down, my favorite book. My, I, I think so, too. Yeah. And, and, and the book that I was looking forward to the most of the Seriously. new, all new, all different. I mean, I'm already a Boshlo fan from way back. And this is like, if you loved Death, the High Cost of Living, so much of this book reminds me of that. It's so ethereal with these awesome swoopy patterns going off yeah. to the side. And yet... He's still, you know, I know Leland likes to bag on him for him not understanding how panels work, but I thought it all seemed to flow pretty well. You know what? He There's definitely uh, the ethereal yeah. um, netherscape yes. uh, panel work, and then when we get to the real world, it it kind of pulls itself, it reins itself in a it little does. bit more. It does. Uh, so it's great to see the, the, the panel structure, but we kind of agreed right away, like, okay, well, you get Doctor Strange. 
Chris Bocciolo on art? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm in. That makes a lot of sense. I He's going to make it feel weird. And I, every single page of this is, I think, is amazing. It's yeah. great to look at. So much fun to read. Full props to Jason Aaron uh, for taking a character who is legacy, but I feel like not a lot of people really know him very well. No, I always see him. He's always off to the side in various books. He's someone who comes in and visits a book that I'm already reading, and he just, he seems actually like kind of serious and sort of unknowable, and this just really, he's still this you know, Sorcerer Supreme still does a lot of amazing things, but he's also like casually casting a spell on the side to see if a chick is into him, you know? That's what he is. So, it was really Um, neat. I think without having to go through a lot of um, explanation, this is my character, this is who I am. First page, very simply, here's my basic backstory. Yes. Uh, I was a doctor, got in a crash, fucked up my hands, couldn't couldn't doctor no more. Yeah. Uh, so I found magic. Yes. He like was searching for a cure. Didn't find the cure. Found magic. Loved the thing he was talking about. The reason why he can't be a doctor is all the nerve damage makes his hands shake. But yeah. he says, you know, but watch me cast this one spell. Not a tremor, you know? Yeah. So he does magic better, I think, than he ever was a doctor. Uh, another thing about Strange is that he's kind of... Um not quite narcissist, or not quite little. egomaniac, but he is into himself. He's very confident. He's very cocky. Exactly, yes. Uh, that comes through without having to be told directly to you. Uh, the fact that he has a history with many women yeah. uh, comes into play without it being like just so directly explained to you. No. Uh, but at the same time, we get that he's still... Uh, he's a good person. Yeah, he got, I mean, you get the idea that he probably got into medicine originally to try and help people, but then he ended up being very good at it. So and gave good. him an ego, yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing, but he helps out this family. There's something wrong with their kid. He helps them out in the beginning. They're like, how can we thank you? And he's like, your neighbor is so lonely and his birthday's coming up and he is so terrified about spending it alone. Make him a cake and buy him a goldfish and then we're even. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that was so that was sweet. That, that was, was really neat. It's, yeah. it's really an altruistic moment. It is. And then, like, he gets home to his Sanctum Sanctorum, and some girl's just standing outside, kind of nervous about going to to this, See this weird person. place. Yeah. yeah. This person she's only kind of been heard rumors of. Yeah. And he stands up there, and he's talking about the person who lives there as if it ain't him. Exactly. And he's kind of fucking with her. Yes. Which extremely. is Which is a lot of fun. But at uh, the same time, And that shows off, like, his cocky side. But he also, like, sort of, like, is trying to kind of give her a little bit of confidence. It's like, I don't know, it sounds like you probably need him. Maybe you really ought to knock on the door. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, it was I love the shit out of his cape. It's with the with the flowing, like, tassels that go all around. Boschlow can totally bring that kind of stuff. It is. It, his cape has gone from his cape yes. to his everything. Yes. It's, it's his magic carpet. Yep. It made stairs for him at one point. Yep. It's a scarf. Yes. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking very heavily into changing my my Doctor Strange uh, cosplay ideas into this. Because it's so casual and laid back, but still recognizable. It's wonderful. And Um, then the first glimpse we get inside the 
sanctum sanctorum or yeah. whatever you call it uh, it's it's everything that you would want to see from the inside. Boshla does it so with like books floating in the air and candles and strange things and yeah. here's strange floating in the middle of all of it. And there's a Christmas tree on the table just because why not? There's a Christmas tree on the table, you know? <laughs> because it's probably like May. Yeah. And he yeah. just hasn't taken it down. Oh, absolutely. That would make a lot of sense It's to been me. the part of like several spells accidentally, so it's better if he just keeps it up. So yeah. it, it's beautiful. It's, it's, got, it's got a purpose of something. Oh, and you see the view, what he sees when he he walks down the street. Oh, oh and that's, that's it. That's our time. That was a great thing, though. Uh, yeah, it shows a great uh, background. This book, um, actually, only, there's only a couple books that I have on my actual pull list. Yeah. That's one of them. Good. Good. This one guaranteed I'm, I'm going to yes. read forever. Okay, set and the timer. Start. Old Man Logan number five brings a close to the Old Man Secret War uh, uh, storyline. What we began with just an Ultron head flying in out of nowhere yeah. that sends Logan on this world-hopping adventure? Or it is just an a adventure. journey? No, it's an adventure. I mean, everything that happens to him, all the different people that he meets and the things that he fights, and so far, like him meeting up with She-Hulk in the zombie lands. It's a great moment. That yeah. was wonderful. But this book, I think, tops that because he's meeting our X-Men. He's yeah. meeting the ultimate X-Men and the X-Men from, like, all new X-Men and everything. And so we're seeing these characters that we recognize, and they're still... They're, they're cocky and smart-ass, and there was a great thing where you've got basically three telepaths reading Logan's mind while he's eating, and they're calling out the yeah. different things that are happening, and what was the one comment that was made at one point while he was eating? Let's flip forward and find that fast. Because he, like, does this thing with his fork. No, it's before that. Okay. Uh, hurrying. Hurrying. Timed. Hurrying. With the I things. I should have looked this up ahead of time. Oh, where is it? Where is it? I think so. it's, it's after this. Uh, you can go ahead and find it. I'll talk about what I like. Okay. All right. Um, one, this art is so incredible to me. It's it's so different than kind of the, the standard superhero artwork, but uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm excited about the Old Man Logan book that will begin in the All New All Different. Yeah. It's so visceral. It's... It's artwork you can feel. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost got like a like a lens flare effect to it in a lot of places, which makes it cool. Yeah, when the three telepaths are reading his mind, they're all saying, you know, uh, real Logan would never let us stand around and talk about him. And the telepaths are like, well, you're not surprised to see us. He's like, nope. And uh, Emma says he's terrified. And Logan's like, no, that's not it. And Rachel says he's afraid that he might be under the influence of a greater power like Mystique or Mastermind. And he pauses and holds his fork up and... Rachel says that mostly he is trying not to get his hopes up that this is a giant second chance to do things right and he's like that's the one and I just watching that in guided view was actually really brilliant honestly this book like it's it's all just in the one world in the world that we know most familiar to be the 616 yes he meets uh, the uh, original X-Men the current X-Men and he meets his Son from another world, yes. From, another, from the ultimate world, and James that Hudson. Was, that was neat too, because he—I don't think he wants to believe it, and if he believes it, he doesn't want yeah. to care. But he started to get choked up. About there's, it, so, yeah. there's this really heartbreaking element to this book yeah. that just kind of really caught me in, in the middle of the field. It's this is what if the things, the terrible things that had happened to Old Man Logan, where he was. He accidentally killed all of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. If none of that had happened, this could have been his future. This could have been, you know, with all yeah. these people still alive and a son and just, everybody's okay. Just, and just to see these people. Like, he 
he's he's kind of grasping the fact that this is just a different dimension. These are different versions. Yeah. But to see these faces again, um, and yeah, the like, he doesn't know even where he is anymore. He doesn't know if he's even going to get back to where he used to be. Yep. Um, but like this is a good place. Like I'm not sure if he's necessarily sad that he won't that he can't get back to where he was where mm-hmm. he left. Uh, the the child and, and the girl who like I just I can't, can't even remember, remember right it was, now. It was issues and issues ago. I can't remember. Yeah, like it's it's weird because we don't have necessarily a full arc in these five books. No, but the thing than, is, more than any other book, at the very end of it, the ending of this book was follow the adventures of Logan over in his new book. So this yeah. whole, this whole all these five. Was it five or was it four? This is five. Five. All these five books was a setup for the new series, and it was done really brilliantly. And beautiful, beautiful. Just the, the panel layouts and the colors that they use, it's all very stark. And, uh, oh, that, that final page. He is yeah. naked there, oh, yeah, isn't no, he? he's straight up He's straight up but he's silhouetted, so it's tasteful. So, yeah. you know, and it's from the back, so it's um, I'm kind of wondering if um, there are some books I, I, I was reading, and I kind of thought there might they might have been edited because Secret Wars is running so late. Mm. This book clearly kind of has a moment where um, he's facing off against Doom with a team of other superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it goes two pages, only white. Yeah. And then he's in New York again, which I have to assume is the new Marvel. Whatever is so. after Secret Wars, that's where he is. That's where he emerges butt-ass naked. Yeah, yeah. It is It is a little confusing because all these scenes that they show of him leading a force of people like it, and that's our moment. I wasn't entirely sure what happened. Bink. Uh, I get the feeling that um, that's kind of whatever uprise against Doom is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, is is that moment there. Yep. yep. Alright, we're ready. Okay, next and book. Start. Secret Wars number six. Uh, says six out of eight. We know it's six out of nine. Uh, Doom... This, I think this is the first, the biggest crack in Doom's omnipotent armor that we see. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing from several different vantage points the fact that people aren't necessarily believing in his godhood anymore. Even Valeria, his quote-unquote daughter, yeah. I suppose, she's like, at one point, she makes a deliberate decision to not go and look in what's his trap door, because she, she already is fighting against her instincts to find out more, and... She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to know anymore because yeah. what she knows about her father, uh, she knows is a lie. She makes she makes a really great, interesting comment that's like she's so incredibly intelligent, but she's still a teenager yes. and she's not emotionally prepared for yeah, all of this. She, yeah, like, and she knows that, which is really clinical, but also really interesting. It's true to actually have the intelligence to know that you're not mature enough to be able to grasp yeah. all this, and that's like... like who has that? I, oh, that's you almost, have to be so smart. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's two, two minds working yeah. against each other. You know, we also got to see a great conversation between the two Reed Richards from our world yeah. and the other, and when... That got creepy. When Ultimate, I've never seen... I mean, because I never followed the Ultimate book, so yeah. Ultimate Reed actually takes that, that wonderful helmet that he wears. I love that helmet because it's so disturbing, but he takes it off and he is really fucked up looking. Yeah, he's he's scarred over one eye that's turned just completely white. Yeah. But he shows uh, our normal read, 616 read, a hologram of Doom and his family yeah. together. Yeah, and we knew that was going to be awful. Yeah, it, it gets read right where he lives and there's just this one small frame zoomed in on Ultimate Reed's face where he's looking at it and I... This is fucking Assad Ribic and that amazing artwork that 
makes it worth the wait. Yeah. Um, he's he's looking in, but I'm looking at this panel. I'm seeing like a an interest. I'm seeing a sick yeah uh, delight in watching this other read kind a, of a squirm, t- a twisted curiosity to see what is he going to do next. Yeah, you know, yeah, how's yeah. he going to handle this? You know, like yeah. like putting like putting a magnifying glass on on an ant just to watch him like scramble and run. And there's no dialogue from the second he shows him that picture. You see Reed. You see him looking at Sue. You see him just, just completely. His face just falls. And then you see Ultimate Reed just kind of like, what's he yeah. doing? What's going to happen next? You know. It it is so good. I mean, this art has, has been nonstop amazing. Yeah. Um, we uh, we're starting to hear about the armies that are rising up against Doom. Now, we haven't read any books where a lot of this is happening, but no. it's kind of been hinted at in all of the books. Everybody is getting this idea that eh, something's not right here, and we don't know everything, yeah, and yeah. we're trying to figure it out. None so. of the books that we've read, at least, have shown, like, here's the army that is rising up and marching towards Doomstock. And who is this uh, this person? Prophet. With the- Prophet. We haven't read any books where he's involved, have we? I don't think we know who he is yet. Okay. Because um, I... I- I saw him. He's raising these armies. He's he's moving forward, gaining yeah. ground yeah. Uh, to Doomstad. And I'm like, oh, uh, he must be someone from the life raft or something. So I go back and I'm trying to find the um, the roll call page, and he's not there. So uh. I don't know who this is. And they speak about him, and all the images of him are kind of far off yeah. and not very descript. Right, right. And the police are coming for us. I know, seriously. It's it really intense. It really does. I don't, I think this is going to be a reveal as to who it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to who they say it is. But yeah, I just keep getting distracted by Sinister. I mean, obviously Sinister always looks Isn't like... Isn't not the sassiest Sinister he pose is so, He is quite fabulous. He really is throughout this entire thing. But so vampire. But um, he's... Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. But yeah, it's Doom's talking to all these. He's talking to Apocalypse. He's talking to Sinister. All of his barons. But it seems to be only like his nastiest barons. But you know, and the thing is, though, is it's really clear that all the barons, they're like, yeah, we're, we're answering to you. But we're looking for flaws in your armor too, and I think Doom knows that. And yeah, everyone's poking him from all angles. And then Doom says something. At one point, do I hold up the sky just to have the ground tremble underneath me? Everything's falling apart. He yeah. sees it happening. Um, so, kind of at the end of this meeting, we we kind of move into because they're all holograms. We see Sinister uh, Baron uh, in Bar Sinister. And he seems to have... I'm assuming this is our Captain Marvel from 616. Yeah. We see a sinister jewel on her head, so we know she's kind of uh, under the influence. And yet she's punching him in the face. But like, he's, repeatedly. He's playing for it, though. Like, he's uh, antagonizing her. Yeah. He seems like a guy who might like to get beat up just oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's getting into it. He'll yeah. take a stiletto to the nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and ask for more. Yes. Uh, it's really, it's really weird. But now I'm wondering. Okay, like this is clearly where the major shifts are happening. Yeah. Now Bar Sinister. Oh, that's Damn it. For him. The, the Spider-Man conversations were really cool too. Uh, that was also great. Yes, yes. Uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man and regular Spider-Man talking with Molecule Man, which is awesome. And uh, Ultimate Spider-Man has a three-week-year-old uh, hamburger in his pocket. He does. He and does. To which I ask, uh, he had pockets? Yeah. Seriously, where does he hide them? <laughs> okay. Next book. Start. Invincible Iron Man number one. Um, Brian Michael Bendis comes to Iron Man to, I guess, write the last character he hasn't written already. And he does it so well. Uh, I've never been a, gr- a real big Iron Man reader. When we read... Um, Superior Iron Superior Man? Superior Iron Man. Yeah. I think... I know. I remember I was on it. Um, I can't remember if, if you had the same opinion, but we just kept saying, 
I don't know how long we can read this Iron Man. It's interesting now. Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, I didn't like him very much, but this Iron Man is so infinitely likable. Who's the artist on this book? Oh, it is uh, a guy you would know possibly by the name of David Marquez. I loved it. It's great. loved... And the whole... His date up on the roof with that woman, she was so wonderfully drawn. And the whole conversation she's having where she's like... You bought the restaurant. He's like, well, just for one night. She's like, are you trying to impress me? He's like, no. Yes. Maybe. Oh, my God. That was so fucking great. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I knew exactly so, what you were going to so, talk about. Yes. So they're uh, after the dinner, they're on the roof. And uh, she, again, is kind of pointing out, like, oh, you've had dessert, like, air, like airlifted to yep. the top of your Avenger playground. And she's like, next thing I know, you're going to have Thor come down for it. Quote, unquote, accidental visit. Right. And he's like. Nah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't. You wouldn't like that. Yeah. And we see Lady Thor come back into the background. He's like giving the 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 call it off hand signal, and she's even Lady Thor in the background. As soon as he gives that signal, you can see her hands going, "What the hell?" You know, but she takes off. <laughs> so that was brilliant. Because the girl has her back turned and doesn't see yeah, any she, of it. Yeah, she's talking to the air. It was hilarious. It was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, I like the interaction with Friday, his uh, his gal Friday, his yeah, gal, like the, um, which is the stand-in for Jarvis. Mm-hmm. So, but she's holographic and New she, Jarvis, kind of a replacement for Pepper Potts. I'm thinking uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like a Jarvis Pepper Potts combination. You know, yeah. two characters into one. But she doesn't give him any slack at all. She no. calls him on every single bit of his bullshit. And it's great because it's it's a AI program that he created. Yes, to as she puts it. Keep him on the straight and narrow. Like Which, keep yeah. keep him from just spreading himself out too thin. Yeah. Um, the beginning of the book is a lot of panels of him back in his quote unquote his church. Yes, this is his lab where he creates things, where he's working on stuff, and where he creates what he says is his finest armor, his newest armor, which can do everything all the previous armors could do. Yeah. Um, without uh, the creepy the, the symbiotic... Bio, yeah, interface and everything that was yeah. frightening people so badly. So, yeah. No. yeah. So he's kind of... Because he's complaining that his armor is reverse-engineered on the internet three weeks later. Like, yeah. he doesn't feel like he's the futurist that he claims to be. That he is... Ahead of everyone else, he says he's so. Uh, he used to be so ahead of the curve. People didn't know where the curve was yet. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's also trying to get his personal life kind of in place, which is he first kind of laments this date, but then remembers who she is. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I, I liked, liked her. her." And he also like, she's not just pretty and funny and everything. She's like frighteningly smart. She, he said, I bet you have inventions that you've made that you won't tell anybody about because you don't think people are ready. She apparently has come up with a cure for the mutant gene, yeah. and she's terrified because if she put it out into the world, next thing you know, they'd make it mandatory for you to take it. She hasn't even written it down; it's yeah. all in her mind. And he's telling her it's not safe there. We have psychics in this yeah. world. So. I'm wondering if that's going to come back around. I think it will. It's I really like idea. this character. Yeah, I she's think wonderful. She's pretty great. She's another person who's not really giving him any slack at all. No. You know, calling him on everything that he's doing. But, but she won't kiss him at the end, which I think is yeah. another good thing because she's like, "You have a reputation." And he's like, "Do I?" And he even yeah. asked Friday later. He's like, "Did you know that I have a reputation?" She's like, "Yeah." yeah. Anyway, I'm so. connected to the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think know. I'm aware of that. Now, but I find it weird that he doesn't really know that. Uh, How does he not know? Well, you know what? That's the thing. He created Friday. It's another example of him being intelligent enough to know that he doesn't have the maturity to handle most day-to-day interactions, so he'll create something that will. You know, yeah. That's pretty intelligent to know where your flaws are. Um, you know what I'm actually finding interesting? Hmm. Um, 
there's not really a big action beat in this book. No, there isn't. No. Um, so the behind all of the Stark kind of, this is the new Stark rising from the ashes. We see Madame Mask uh, is collecting things. We don't know yeah. what they are, yeah. uh, but they are very special and very tough to get by. Uh, so there's a couple of um, of. Uh, just pages of, of that happening. Her mask looks really good in this, too. It does. Look really right. Yeah, she, she looks great. Right. Yeah. Um, she busts into uh, Latveria, steals something from the formerly occupied uh, Doom Castle. Yeah. Oh, there That's we go. The That's it. That's the um, end. You know what? Spl- uh, spoilers for the end of this book. Dr. Doom looks fine. Yes. Yes, he does. He looks lovely. I mean, you know, in 1602... Not the 1602 reading of the original. Mm-hmm. They had called him something like the face or something like yeah. that because he was really attractive. So we're seeing original Doom apparently yeah. here. Yeah. Um, back to normal and uh, looking to work with Tony mm-hmm. because uh, apparently whatever Madame Mask is up to yeah. uh, is not good. Okay. Sure. Ready and start. The clock. start. 1602 number uh, four yeah. I was- uh, comes out to a... F- to a big finish. I was kind of hoping for five only because I wanted to just sort of bask in uh, Stephanie Hans's art a little more. This is uh, probably the best art in all four issues. Just, it's so lush and intricate and so many wonderful poses and panels. I think it's really great because we're in the fairy world. Yes. So everything gets to be Different. Everything yeah. gets to look uh, not normal. Yeah. We have uh, Sarah, who we remember last time, was a talking skull. Yes, which apparently she did on purpose. This was her plan Yeah, she kind of, yeah. I guess, set that up. Yeah. Uh, now she's kind of a specter uh, going around uh, following. There's the, a great face-off with uh, Enchantress. And Enchantress is essentially making her case like, Hey, look, I got a unique set of skills. Yep. I'm not going around necessarily... Uh, promoting this yeah people find me and then the cops come again yes and interrupt God. the podcast <laughs> uh and then but i just give them what they want yeah like yeah. she's like you know you're you're always about payment and i'm always about benefits and you're always about order and i'm about chaos we're just yeah. two sides of the same coin and she is a whole series where she tries to tempt angela with everything she could possibly want you know you've got angela being crowned among all of the people as the most respected and Angela's like no I don't want that and then she gives her a vision of like a life with her and Sarah and Anne-Marie of peace and uh, mm-hmm. she doesn't want that either and um, Enchantress can't seem to quite tempt her yeah. so but she tries she gives it a good beautiful beautiful pages I know right um, I think this this whole book is um, is uh, Stephanie Hale except for the very last little bits okay, which is sort okay. of like a little epilogue to the story yeah but, yeah. Um, so uh, so Angela is so focused uh, on her goal and she wouldn't be Angela if she wasn't um, is pretty much gets uh, gets Enchantress on her back ready for the for the striking kill and Enchantress says you kill me you become me yeah exactly that's and like that there, makes total sense there has you know? to be a fairy queen nature up a whore is a vacuum so you know uh, so Angela says yeah alright that's, that's fine if that's I, if that's what'll actually get Sarah back she's you, gonna do it you have to pay yeah. and I don't mind having that power clearly Angela thinks she can handle this better yeah. like maybe she won't be perverted maybe by by 
by this kind of power. But she's someone who also, more than anybody else we've ever met, understands that whatever you get, there will always be a cost. Yes. And she wants Sarah back, and the idea of her becoming the fairy queen and being beholden to people always wanting things from her, she's like, that sounds fair. You know? Yeah, and she's just saying, like, people will come to you by the hundreds, by the thousands. They will beg for you. You will give them what they want, everything they want, and then they will curse you. Yep, and they do, you know, yeah. and that's... but. It works, and we get a glorious picture. Oh, where's that? Oh, oh there it is. That. Oh, it's so good. It's Angela turned into basically the fairy queen. These beautiful horns spiraling up, this wonderful costume. Like this Stephanie horns. Hair. Oh, it's so... I saw it, and I was like, yep, we were... This is, you know, I wanted them to really blow it out of the water for the final issue, and boy, did she ever, man. It, it is beautiful. So, so gorgeous. So neat. Uh, so this world here yes. essentially ends... Um, Angela as the new fairy queen. Yes. Sarah alive, but uh, cast uh, out of this fairy world yeah. because Angela would rather Sarah be out there yeah. and away from her if it means she's alive and she can live. And Sarah even, this wasn't Sarah's plan. No. Sarah was like, it wasn't supposed to work out this way. I lost you, not mm-hmm. the other way around. So she would have much rather have... You know, not live to see a world without Angela. So, yeah. but she's still determined to do something to get her back. And uh, Sarah's a pretty hefty magician, so I think she can pull it off. Angela finally says that I love you to Sarah. Know. Like they've kind of, you know, gone back and forth more from Sarah of my beloved, yes, my, my know, sweet, my, my love. Sweet, yeah. She always is saying that very casually, but but Angela, yeah, just, yeah, just finally kind of <laughs> cracks. I guess oh, I don't know. Like, I said it was the last moment. And yeah, then, okay, yeah, the last few pages. Yeah, the end that we see is uh, uh, Kit Marlowe, um, and if you know anything about Shakespearean history, you know, that's a, that's a real person who wrote real plays, who wrote Faustus, who's all about, mm-hmm. you know, getting deals with the devil who's and everything. Who's been mentioned several times. Mentioned several times. As it turns out, he was responsible for spreading the myth about the Enchantress to get people to want things from her. Yeah. He was basically spreading her power, and his payment for doing that was he's now immortal which is interesting because she even mentions and I looked this up she says but I heard about you getting stabbed in the eye the real Marlowe actually was killed the real Marlowe was apparently a spy in the 1500s oh, damn it yeah so yeah anyway uh, so, so that's the end of that um, she uh, puts him in an Iron Man which is essentially an Iron Maiden oh yeah but he's immortal so he's not going to die but he bleeds a lot yeah. uh, and she takes that blood to old Willie Shakespeare yes. to write uh, a play about Angela yeah, so yeah. hopefully I I think this is insinuates a plan to get her back somehow. Yeah. Or at the very least, make her immortal in the only way that she could, which is yeah. in a play. And apparently it seems like... With the Guardians. Yeah, and in um, Midsummer Night's Dream. So apparently Shakespeare wrote Midsummer Night's Dream about Angela. So yeah. that's kind of cool. So that... Uh, fuck, that's such a Wonderful. Great, what, a great, what a great story that Wonderful. was. Wonderful. Okay. Start, Start the, clock. the clock. Groot number five, uh, the fucking most adorable thing I've read all week. so neat. All the, I loved every one of the characters. Mantron. Oh my oh, goodness, Mantron. There have been, been surprisingly a lot of uh, left field, uh, like out of left field shots right to the fields this week. Yeah. Um, so Groot, uh, if you remember, tiny Groot uh, trying to save, uh, trying to save Rocket who's been captured. Thank uh-huh. you, ghost. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought the cat was trying to get in, but no, it's just the ghost. Um, this tiny Groot 
wrecks havoc on this ship. Yeah, he may be small, but he's pretty tough, man. Just (laughs) jumping through fire and swimming through water and ripping people's hoses out. I don't don't know if it's just because he's so tiny, but everything looks so adorable when he does it. Brian Kissinger just... I mean, this little twig Man. of a body and this giant head and everything, and he's just so cute. And, he's, and like every, all this action he's kind of taking is kind of with a kind of cartoony, um, goofy kind of silliness to it. But with a badass quality. I mean, at one point, this like insect thing kind of rips off his arm, and he basically jumps on its back and uses, uses his, his arm. arm in its mouth to guide it around. I'm like, that's a pretty badass little yeah. twig right there. Yeah. I like, he, you know, he's he jumps, uh, pulls the pin out of a grenade on one guy and yep. just whispering in his ear. Yep. I mean, I am Groot. <laughs> always the I am Groot. Um, as uh, our, our side cast, um, all of Groot's friends, Manbot, Manbot? Mantron. Mantron. Yeah. Mantron, the Skrulls. Um, the, the goddess of, I guess, fortune, like, I suppose. Yeah, I can't remember fortune, she was. Yeah. Like of course, Rocket. Um, they're all kind of dropped into an airlock. Bad things are going to happen to them. Um, she I, sends, the pirate sends her robot minion to destroy them, and Mantron is basically, you know, just, it yeah. was, he, Keep talking. he, I'm or, that. Yeah, he, he or she or whatever is just like, you know, I'm, I know I'm flawed and I know I'm not special, but I'm hoping that maybe you could be the type of person who could see something special in me and the robot. What does the robot say? Profession of affection reciprocated. <laughs> and they're all like, did we just, did they just fall in love? You know, it was so cute. Man. It was all very straightforward. It wasn't like swoopy or goopy or anything. Basically like shaking hands like, yes, you know, oh, it was really cute. It's, it's so adorable because they're like. Okay, in a world in, in a world of like robot robots, not like, none of the Cylon robot nonsense. No, no. Uh, one robot um, presents a formula. Yes, <laughs> to which the other robot is like, "I accept your formula." Yeah, this this Let's does bond. compute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and of course, rocket, rockets comment at the bottom of the page after that. He's so tired. <laughs> Can of we this. get back to shooting things now? So he has no. He has just no patience for yeah. any of this nonsense. His lines are wonderful. All of the the writing and the dialogue, the snarky back and forth, the twists and the plot, you know, it really and, very, very and, fun. And, and this is one I've, I've loved um, the, the, the art on as well in Kissinger just doing... Faces, just yeah. these face. I want a book of faces from him. Even he's got like that the pirate queen or whatever. She's basically like sort of a fish face. I mean, she has kind no of. nose and no pupils and this big face. I don't know if she has hair or like tentacles. I'm not sure, but he gets so much expression out of so few lines. He does such a great job. Yeah, uh, like there. This is kind of the homeward bound Disney version of Rocketing Groot. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. except slightly darker, I suppose. Uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, some darkness to it. Because basically, you know, he's going to capture the Pirate Queen, and she's like, well, I would rather die than go back to that prison. She's yeah. going to, oh, and she, he gets, who gets hit with a blast? She's going to, she's going to destroy them all, and they hit her and Groot with this blast. It's basically, solar. it's a concentrated solar energy. Super Groot, miracle grow. He's giant and badass scary. and scary as hell. It's, oh, it's so creepy. It's wonderful. Yeah. And she, she does good. Like, she... She essentially takes everybody out. She throws like a weird dagger into the back of uh, Rocket. Yeah. She she gets the best of everyone. Um, we see her robot, who's now in love with Mantron. Yeah, yeah. Like take the turn, and right when the this this pirate chick has the has everyone in their sights, he blasts her in the back. So yeah. she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna blow this whole place up." And that's when we have 
so sweet. Five pages earlier, yes. we, we get feels for Mantron. It's like, yeah. oh, Mantron feels love with this yeah. other robot. Yeah. Sacrifices himself. Gives the first kind of half of his speech of like, I know I'm not, I'm not good at much. I'm not, I'm not worth very much. Uh, I may not be able to do great things, but I can do this. Oh. And just tackles uh, this, this pirate chick through the front port glass, out into space. And that's it. And that's it. And that's, that's the end. It. And that's, that's the end. They, they blow up out there. There's just kind of a quiet moment with uh, with a robot. It's it's sweet. You guys got to read how, it. You how guys got to read that happen? I don't know. I don't know. All in basically, I mean, all of it happened in one issue. In five in pages, robots yeah. fell in love and then tragically uh, uh, came apart. And we feel bad about we it. We do. We do. Brilliant writing. Great and great ending for the series too. Fucking magic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ready. Ready and start. Avengers number zero, uh, one of two anthology books of uh, just so fucking much going on. It's a on. huge book. It's like 50 pages. It is literally yeah, like is, 50 pages. And I didn't, a, this is out of the two anthology books. I did not read this one, but I flipped through it before we started the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really have to read this. The art is good. Uh, the, the art is from each of the books. All right. So this one, Avengers zero, is made up of five different books that we're going to be seeing. No, I'm sorry. Six different books that we're going to be seeing over the next uh, few months. New Avengers, A-Force, All New, All Different Avengers, Ultimates, uh, Uncanny Avengers, and Squadron Supreme. Nice. Now, the glue that that brings this all together is the Squadron Supreme are these characters from different worlds who have uh, come under the guidance or leadership of um, uh, like Nighthawk or something. Mm. And the narration that goes between each of the other books is them being like, you know, we're here to do a dirty job. Right. People aren't going to like this. And like, well, this world has Avengers. They might get in the way. Cue uh, new Avengers and, right. and a little piece of what they're doing. Come back. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This world's got a bunch of Avengers groups. Yeah. We got to be ready for all of them. Now, with Squadron Supreme, it seems... Kind of like um, uh, I can't think of I can't think of, an, of a comparison, but they're here to do the job that needs to be done. So they're going to kill people. Yes, they have no qualms about doing you know something ugly to do something good. They almost sound like the sort of the the idea of the Illuminati. They were trying to do all the dirty things that nobody wanted to admit needed kind to be of, done. Sort of. So you always yeah. got to get somebody who's willing to do like that. this. This is not a new concept. Mm. I just can't think of the million other times it's, it's happened. Yeah. So we see uh, the new Avengers, uh, which is led by Sunspot, who is now the owner of AIM, which instead of advanced ideas and mechanics, it is Avengers. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is Avengers ideas and mechanics, I think. Way to keep the acronym. <laughs> someone, just, someone really wanted to, to spell, spell AIM. AIM. That's right. Um, and kind of... It's very brief. It's not even the whole cast. It's a lot of just um, uh, Sunspot kind of talking at press conference and stuff. Squirrel Girl's in the book, but she's not even in any of these uh, handful of pages. Hawkeye is in the background uh, of, of a couple. Hmm. And it's just them kind of talking about... I'm trying to do two things at once. Yeah. Um, it just kind of sets up the characters and what, what we're going to kind of come to expect and every single segment that I'm like paging through as I'm looking at this who's doing that almost looks like he's trying to channel Joe Matt on that one yeah this art who is this art from I I, I need to just put a thumb in this page Um, Avengers New Avengers 
uh, artist um, Gerardo Sandoval. And I think he didn't. Gerardo, he, I'm sorry. Gerardo didn't he Sandoval. do the art in uh, Age of Apocalypse? The, that um, sounds familiar, and it looks it. it looks very similar. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was the the one in the very last story was the artist I was flipping through that I really liked. Who is? Oh, this one from yeah. um, the new or the Ultimates book. Who is? Uh, Kenneth Ro- uh, Rockefort. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. There's a picture of America Chavez and everything. America like looks that's, great. She really yeah. looks good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and the colors are awesome. Everything really pops on that one. So I'm. That's one of the books I couldn't get to this week. So I'm yeah. looking forward to reading that one today. The Ultimates is gonna is kind of one of the weirder of the Avengers books. Um, it's the one with Galactus on the team. Oh, or okay. Galactus involved at the very least. Right. Uh, which uh, we didn't know anything about it. This is the first we get to see. Apparently, they're fixing fissures in reality. Well, after is, Battle is, World, I imagine there's probably a lot yeah. of those things going on. Um, yeah. So America, uh, Miss America, is a big part of that. Uh, she's. The one who, I guess, has the power to bring these fissures. And it is Ms. America. I keep wondering. People call and keep calling her Miss America. She's Good not. Point. Yeah, there Ms. Ms. America. America. There we go. She's, she's single. Yes. Uh, she's single, but, well, actually, Ms. means you don't know if she's single or not. Oh, I thought that was Miss. Miss is single. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. So we don't know which, which no, way uh, her marital status falls. Yeah. Um, but she has kind of a sweet moment with, um, I don't even know who this who this blonde chick is, or maybe I don't, I don't remember, but... Uh, she calls up uh, someone she knows because in, she needs to channel something. It's it's weird. I don't know what Ms. America's power set is. I'm not sure, except being really strong. We know she's really strong. Uh, apparently, she can exist in space without having to uh, breathe. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's kind of this nice um, narration going on where in two worlds, two girls are dancing together to unite, and there's stars everywhere. Yes. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful uh, honestly, uh, this book cannot possibly be uh, explained in five minutes. No. Way too much going on. Yes. Um, but uh, there's a good uh, Deadpool part uh, in the middle for the uncanny. Um, the art for a um, New Avengers is pretty interesting and might get me in for that, although the rest of it I'm not 100% sure how much I want to read of it because mm-hmm. there's just so much a lot going, going on. on. But the one with Vision is... Vision is on, I think, the all-new... All, yeah, Vision's in the all-new, all-different. Yeah. Um, and also, he's getting his own book. Good. Where he has a Vision family, hmm. which is weird. Okay. Um, but uh, I'd say the story with him up front, him and Scarlet Witch is probably the highlight of this book. He essentially... Re- mm, TikTok, TikTok. I know, I know. Yeah, put it up, put it up. Okay. <laughs> It's good, guys. Check it yeah, out. It's good, yes. Uh, and it's yeah. good if you're gonna if if you want to get a lot in one. It's a yes. five dollar book. Book, go for it. Sorry, next page. Start. Marvel Point One, uh, which is another anthology glued together by the um, Champion Contest of Champions, which mm-hmm. is an app game. Oh, it's an i. It's a, it's a mobile game All that right. you can play. That's kind of a. One on one. It's kind of like that Transformers Legends thing that I was playing. No, because no, that's like a, that's like one of them card games. Mm. This you actually like forward, punch, kick, jump, okay. block, right, right. Uh, superpower. Hmm. They're turning into a game, uh, or they're turning into a comic, and the comic is going to be canon, which is oh. weird because well. what's going to happen is there is Maestro and Maestro and the Collector are one team. And then, uh, I can't remember, but someone of relation to um, the Collector 
is on the other team and they're fighting each other. Yes, yes. Uh, and so they're going to fight each other by using characters we know. They have all of the worlds, all the dimensions to choose from of the multiverse. Yes. Uh, they're having to pick their teams in this yes. book. They're basically like, well, what about these teams? What about that? I think, I think it's absolutely fair to say that my favorite story in the whole book was the Rocket and Groot one yeah. because it was Felipe Andrade who did the Rocket and Groot story when they were on that ice planet. Yes. I am going to be blasphemous here. <laughs> I like Rocket and Groot as drawn by Andrade better than Brian Kessinger <gasps> and better than Scotty Young. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. I love their expressions. I love how he just... Oh, Rocket is just so sarcastic. I mean, they basically show up on Earth on Halloween. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, well, this costumes are okay. He's like, this is not a costume. Nobody on any planet, this planet or any other, could do a tail like this. They love Groot's costume, but they think Rocket's costume is sort of like, nah, I've seen a cosplayer who's done it better. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great it's like, conversation. What about this? What about this? And he holds up a gun, and they're like, nah, we've That's seen okay. better than that. Yeah. It's fine. And he's like sitting there, I hate Earth. So, <laughs> yeah. really. But he's there to he's there to collect a bounty on somebody. Uh, yeah, he's after some kind of big old slime monster. Yeah, who's actually hiding with the kids. Yeah, who's yeah. Uh, one of the children in a Spider-Man costume uh, who takes it off of reels to be a giant, multi-eyed, tendril ball of teeth and, and goo. It's like it's like if the Blob and Venom had a baby together. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's setting the tone for what we're going to see. Um, and... Uh, I can't. I can't jump uh, on board with you as far as the artwork. It's good. Totally fine. Totally but I fine. do. I do love um, the Rocket and Groot as kind of an action-packed uh, Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah, you you like the cartoony one, and I like this because I guess it's more of like a almost like a fine yeah. art type of thing. Yeah, like, but you you totally got it. Like the expressions yeah. that Rocket puts out in this <laughs> that that Andre just they are. Perfect. Yeah. They yeah. are so spot on to get the frustration of being in a place where just nobody nobody gets it because you're so much smarter than or because they're just so dumb. Exactly. They're just exactly. so dumb. It's it's like talking to children. Which literally. is funny because he talks about like I don't know, like he's like telling the guy that they're trying to capture. He's like, "Look, you know, just take it easy. Uh, I'll make it up to you on the way out. We'll stop by Chicago so you can try this one pizza." And he and Groot have this whole conversation about which place on earth has the best pizza. Like, uh, G- they mentioned Gino's, yeah. which I thought was in Philadelphia. Uh, well, you know, it might be actually. Uh, you know, be. He might be, and as long as you're flying past Chicago, why not take a turn and go back to Philadelphia as well? Uh, there's a whole uh, mini Shield story inside. If you've been reading uh, the Shield book. Um, Which actually, I haven't, but I've been watching the TV show, so I recognize yeah. every one of the characters. Uh, in case you haven't, Shield is kind of, that those characters have now been integrated into the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, so when you read it, this is not separate. This is Coulson, May, um, Daisy. All of them are Lock, in the, yeah. the normal Marvel world. Fitzsimmons, uh, all of them, and they all they all talk the way they do. I'm I'm, I'm the Shield started. I'm behind two episodes, I think. So I got to. Uh, I, I saw the first episode of this okay. season. All right, yeah. I got to um, Another one is the all new Inhumans book, uh, which I think is is mostly there just to explain. Okay, this is what Inhuman is. This is how it works. We're different, but. You know, we're, we still we're have still, responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 trying to do uh, good. I just like the idea that these things can things these people can be created instantly, and you have no idea what they're going to look yeah. like when they come out or what their powers are going to be. Anybody can be an inhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's dangerous. Uh, 
I, I like that apparently most of the inhuman powers can go um, two ways. Yes, can, yeah. There's an in and an out to many of them, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I that was new information. No, to me. I don't I think I knew that. that either, but it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Daredevil one, actually, I, I really dug. I like Ah, crap. Crap. Uh, it was also good, guys. Go out there, buy it, and read it. <laughs> a little hard to talk about. It's, it's another 50-page book. It's a $6 book, 50 yeah. pages, so, you know, it's hard to... Scrunch it down to five yeah. minutes. Uh, so the point one um, is a compilation of Contest of Champions, Carnage, All New Inhumans, Rocket and Groot, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Daredevil. Yeah. So another uh, six-piler for another $6 book. Good. This book disappointed me. Oh, oh wait, wait. no. Start. Hit the clock. Hey. Uh, it disappointed me. This is Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. And I think it could have been fine, but they put a different artist on it. And whoever it is, is not bad, but it is not the artist that we've had throughout the entire thing. And I like that other artist better. It's a lot of like poses and facial expressions that I thought were just kind of awkward in this, but it, it's a stylistic choice. I want to say it's not bad, uh, and it's also much better than anything I can do, but I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Um, I mean, I'll, I, I'll admit a lot of the faces kind of look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which... You know, it's it's a lot it's of artists tough. have a problem we get with it, that. Yeah, you know? yeah. But. Um, but this is the big, explosion, explosive ending to the Carol Corpse. Um, I keep saying corpse. I do too, but most people do. I mean, that P, a silent P. Why is, why it is that? I don't why know. Anyway, yeah. Um, so for three books, they've been saying there's something above the sky. Yes, there's something that, that we could physically go farther than what our instruments tells us. What yes. the world tells us we can do. And from there, it's just, there's a lie. We need to expose it. We need to find out why they're lying. Yeah, um, and, and their attempts to do so is what gets them in trouble in the first place. Their refusal to, you know, they get um, um, Roddy, they, rec- they rescue him, and they find out more stuff from him, mm-hmm. and now the Thors are after them, and so it all comes from this whole, you know, their friend on the Thor on the Thors, yeah. telling them, you know, he made my hammer out of a star. And they're like, well, what the hell is a star, you know? And that's what starts it, and now this is the end of it. Yeah. Um, it's It's been really great the last three issues of just kind of characters realizing, oh, well, I know that that on your chest is a star, but mm-hmm. I don't know what a star is. Like, all these... All these things that we've been calling the veil starting to come down. Yeah, they've got sensors that are meant to read a much further distance than they've been told the sky actually goes. Like, why do we have sensors that would go further than that? So all these questions. And so what starts is just we, we just have to know what it is kind of explodes into, um, Treason, really. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. They all rig their planes to go higher than they've ever gone. Um, Poncho fucks hers up, and that sets everything into a chaotic motion where they're just going for it. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, the the Holla Air Base uh, calls in for for their retrieval. The Thors show up after uh, all the jets get shot down. So this book is like six Thors against four. Four regular humans yeah. and Captain Marvel. And the humans in Captain Marvel actually kick a hell of a lot of ass. You know, even the Thors are surprised. The Thors yeah. are like, because they said, one thing they said, the Thors fly by inertia. Yeah. Which I don't know enough science to know exactly how that works, but it means they're not very maneuverable. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that means you can't do a fast if you're flying and you're relying on inertia. You can't, like, change that direction very quickly. You yeah. kind of have to... Thors flying has always been... Kind of 
better not to ask questions about it. No, it's true, but so like are most the, of the other the, flying characters. The spin of, of the hammer, yeah. that's him working up inertia to throw into the air, and he just gets brought along for the ride. He can't fly without the hammer. Oh, that's what they mean by inertia. Yeah. Okay, so body in motion stays in motion. But the problem so. is... You can't change the, the trajectory of, of inertia like yeah, that. Yeah, no, and that's... There's no fins on a Mjolnir. So they basically say, you know, we're saying you can't do that, and they're saying, well, you can, but it's hard. And we're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, fine, that's fine. Um, but basically, yeah, so, Carol doesn't fly like that, and she can literally fly yeah, circles around her. Uh, yeah. big time. I mean, they're, they're all powerful, but she's, like, flying along and changing directions quickly, and they figure she's using the turns to get further ahead of us, because we lose ground yeah. every time she turns. Um, Poncho and Rhodes have got uh, some claymores down um, on the island that, uh, that they kind of took refuge on for a moment. Uh, the Thors all kind of get... The wind knocked out of them a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. They're not dead. No, like the Thors definitely get beat up, but I feel like they never were really in a lot of danger. No, they weren't. But I think the humans knew that it was a stalling maneuver because they they take that moment that they've got. Yeah. Like, this is the only chance we got. Let's take off. And they fly towards the sky. Yeah. So, um, Kit, who used to be uh, from Hala, she used to be a member of the Corps, turns on the Thors. She's just like, go. Yeah. Discover what's what's out there. Even uh, Hala Air Base and, and the commander of the base kind of has a change of heart. She's kind of a bitch, but just kind of a hard ass. Yeah. Uh, and they just let the Carol Corps go to yeah. to discover. Uh, I don't know. We have no idea because yeah. it ends with a cliffhanger. It, it ends in just they go. Yeah. Uh, and, and and there's white light. Um, and that's it. it. It's really greatly narrated. In the end. Yes. And in that way of just kind of characters walking into the sunset. But it does end with a cliffhanger, which I'll bet you probably piss some people off. But I even told you beforehand, I was like, ah, I didn't like this one. You're like, oh, was it the ending? I'm like, well, the ending wasn't great, but I, it was the art that got me. So, but Which is not bad, but it wasn't what I wanted. It's, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping that we see... Um, the, the Carol Corps. Me too. I'm hoping uh, they pop up someplace in the, in the New Year's. That would be nice. Uh, so lastly... Start the clock. Amazing Spider-Man uh, number one. Uh, an all-new, all-different Peter Parker. Uh, so after all of the superior, superior Spider-Man craziness, the one good thing that came out of it was Parker Industries. Yes. Uh, pa- Peter is now rich. He has so much uh, at his disposal. A lot of tech that he can get a hold of. Yeah. Crazy stuff uh, happens there. Where this book picks up is Parker Industries is now global. Um, Peter is all over the face. He's the face. He's kind of um, Batmaning his Spider-Man persona. Right. He's saying that uh, not only am I friends with Peter... But I supply him with tech. He's my personal bodyguard. You know that that uh, hasn't that been done quite a lot. You know, it's, it's like not they're new. not them. They're just very good friends with them. It's you not know? new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's great. There's a press conference where um, someone even says, "Doesn't that make you a poor man's Iron Man?" Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And yes, probably. Kind you of. Know, yeah. um, but this this Peter running this business is so. Um, kind of how you dream a business would would run itself, but 
in the real world, you know, it never would. He caps his own salary at a middle management uh, oh, bl- amount. Bless you, yeah. Peter. God. Uh, he makes all of his uh, work affordable. Everyone uh, gets equal uh, pay. I mean, we don't... I don't have a problem with people wanting to make a profit. I don't have a problem with people wanting to be rich. But there does come to a point where I'm just like, do you have to be rich at the expense of screwing people over? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what is interesting is... Um, he has someone else also wearing the Spider-Man costume, hmm. uh, so he can actually physically be seen standing next to. Oh, and, uh, uh, is it a, who's wearing him? A character named the Prowler, um, Hobie something or other. Does Hobie know what the deal is? Hobie does. Okay. Uh, Hobie is an employee of Parker Industries. Um, pretty much, Hobie's being paid to make appearances as Spider-Man. Hmm. Uh, so at a uh, around the middle of the book, there's a marriage between. Um, if you remember back from Horizon Labs, just before uh, all the superior stuff, yeah. uh, his boss, Max Modell, is getting married to uh, his partner, which is real nice, but oh. then gets uh, interrupted. There's this whole Zodiac organization that I've is... I've heard of them. That is after um, Peter's... Uh, essentially, Peter's iPhone. Right. Everyone's got it. It's a wrist mount. Uh, it's got all this information... And is it like the iWatch? Yeah, but if you actually put an iPhone on your oh, wrist, okay. it's, it's fairly large. All right. Um, but what the fear is, is that because uh, it's all connected to webware, mm-hmm. very on the nose, mm-hmm. uh, that if Zodiac gets their hands on this information, they're looking at blackmail on a global scale. Yeah. Uh, well, that does seem to be. I mean, everybody's, with all the in- interconnectivity in the world today, I think that's always been, you know, we're so connected. People get into one area of our lives and they can get into everything. So Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I think that this book does really well is balance uh, Peter Parker in and out of the suit. Oh, really? uh, the first half is him and Bobby Morse, uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird, no. Mockingbird, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Mockingbird. Uh, in something, there are a couple things. Before I read this book, I saw that I was gonna, I felt I was gonna have problems with one, the new suit, mm-hmm. uh, a glowing spider on the chest. Um, you can see like it's catching li- little light flares, so it almost yeah. looks a little like metal in a lot Apparently, of ways. Apparently, it's, it's kind of shiny. His mm-hmm. eyes have a glow. I like the glowy eyes. I, yeah, I love this. I love this costume. I'm always kind of err uh, when they when they mess with it, you've, unless you've I know big, it's temporary. That must be it. You've been a big, a much bigger Spider-Man fan than I have. So I see a new spider suit, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Ooh, and you're like, different. And you're sitting here going, no, oh, it doesn't look uh, like it's supposed to look. Come on. And the spider mobile. What? Like, I remember the spider buggy from from back in the day. All right. So. The fact that he's driving is kind of uh, weird, but he's got he's got Mockingbird with him. Uh, they're chasing after some Zodiac uh, Leo. Yeah, I guess uh, it's, in this case, I guess it's a lot easier to carpool with a car than by web slinging. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what? It still plays pretty well. Uh, it's a, a crazy invention. It can scale walls. At one point, uh, it breaks up, so it has spider legs. So it does some some crawling. So oh, it, is, it looks like a crab. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's weird because, on one hand, why does Spider-Man have a, have a car? But on the other hand, I'm like, why not? It is a pretty cool car. <laughs> if you've got access to all that tech and you don't use it to make your own personalized car, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't get to read uh, the back end of this, uh, but I plan to. It's Spider-Man. And for all the things that have changed, I feel it's still uh, it's still Spider-Man. It's still solid. It's still Dan Slott. Love him or hate him. Um, oh, you know what? I want to give credit to the artist, Giuseppe... Uh, 
Cam Cam Camon Coley. Cam Coley. All right, right. Looks good. Um, yeah, the art actually does look a lot of fun. Good. So that, guys, ten fracking books. That's, that's the most we've ever covered in one. I yeah. think. Yeah. And we're still under our normal. Uh, we're right about at our We're about time. right about yeah. at it. We've got to do our little wrap-up, yeah. too, so that's good. Uh, so let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, if there are books that you've read this week uh, that we did not get to, or you have opinions, good or bad, of anything uh, that has come out, let us know. You can email us at comicissues at gmail.com. You can hit us up on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, Instagram, Pinterest, <laughs> and a DeviantArt. Draw us a picture of your mad face and why you're so mad. Or happy and unicorns and a rainbow behind or you. Or how you think the spider mobile should actually look like. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, or uh, send um, Welcome to Night Vale fan art through there. Oh, yeah, we love fan art. Yes, we do. Uh, or uh, fan art of us. <laughs> That's good, too. That's yeah. fine. We can have groupies. That's all so right. So far, we've only had one artistic project uh, uh, made of us yeah. and, and given, and that is uh, little Lego oh, minifigs of us from, really... from Joshua Kieser. Thank you, Joshua. Those are awesome. You're the best. Uh, so uh, all those are how you get a hold of us. If you want more of this, uh, all this great geeky goodness, you can find us at pixelatedgeek.com, uh, home of all the other podcasts, Binary System Podcast with uh, Elizabeth and her twin, Catherine. Uh, me and Ashley are on 2D Geeks and a podcast. Spooky and Leland on uh, Movie Issues. And Jordan, Cody, Shane, and Sergio oh, good for you. on uh, the Pixel Clicks podcast. So many uh, great things, including a uh, live show next month. Yes. CraneCon, yes, November yes, 15th. If yes. you're in the San Diego area, come back, uh, come, come back to it. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. First uh, year was cool. Or if it's your first time, come to it for a first time. Yeah. November 7th, uh, Pixel Geek is going to participate in uh, Extra Life. 24 hours of gaming entertainment. That's going to be uh, intense. We don't know what we're doing yet, but we're doing something. It's going yeah. to be a lot of fun. I might run a D&D session. Oh, good for you. That'd be yeah. a great idea. Yeah. That'd be really I'm good. We're going to try and get to the PG crew. Kind of, we're going to kind kill of, some stuff. I'm kind of wondering. I've been playing the Zombies Run app lately, and I'm wondering if I can fit that in there. That is technically a game, you know? I'm like, you do if run from get zombies. It on screen, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, very cool. Uh, but if you just want this comic goodness, uh, the news that's coming out, the podcast, everything, all this crazy stuff, we're in a big time for comic books right now mm. uh, with, with Marvel busting out their new Marvel, yeah. which this whole stack... Nothing disappointing. No, no, no. no. Even the, the book that I liked the least was the, the Carol Corps, and even that, I didn't hate it. Yeah. You know, I just liked it less than the yeah. other ones I read. It was a great week for comic books, everybody. Uh, find our website, comic-issues.com. Uh, put it in your veins. Uh, strap in, hold on. Stuff and things. Tons of stuff coming down. Stuff and things. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, until next week, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. And good geeking. Night.